Brown. Brown. Listen to the kids. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 36 Chambers of Fatherhood show. I am your host, Scuba Bell, the Papa Dundada. Swing it over to my other co-host. I am S. Dot Hamilton, a.k.a. O'Head Wilder, mm. doing the things I like to do for all the fathers worldwide. 36 Chambers of Fatherhood. Yes, yes, yes. So we... Yo, how you been, bro? Uh, tired. Yeah. Dazed and confused. Drained. Working. Yeah, working. OT. Um... Doing a lot of gym work, you know. I'm trying to get my body right. I heard that. I'm on my 100 push-ups a day. 100 push-ups a day. I have to complete 100 push-ups a day. No juice, no alcohol, nothing. 100 push-ups a day. and no frapping. No, yeah, no, no fapping. There's no fapping. pause. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Pause, pause, pause. That's what the book said, right? That's what. Yeah, 31 days to masculinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So it's this book that I'm doing with a few of my friends, and you can't fap. You can't. You can't drink, you can't smoke. Um, 100 push-ups a day, each day is a challenge. So it's pretty bugged out. But, 100 but push-ups a day is nothing, man. No, it's light. It's light. Yeah, it's light. You can it's do light. 50 on the sun up, 50 on the sun down. But I, ha- but I haven't done 100 push-ups in years. Like a day, banging it out in a day, years. Are you trying to get that look how you had in the other in the pool shot, right? Oh, Pause yeah, yeah, on that, yeah, you know. Your man up there on his yeah, I done did his like shoulders were big. I done did like two hundred push ups a day. It's yeah. nothing look, you know. Nah, yeah, I, I was I was right. But you know, forget all that. Today we have a special, special, special guest. Man. So many credentials. So many. Jay-Z. Big pun. Uh, executioners. Rest in peace, Rock Raider. Grammy nominated. We have, ladies and gentlemen, Sean C. You know, I finally got it because you said get the claps going. So I finally, <laughs> I finally brought it with me. We you have Sean C. And then we also have a very, very special guest. We have Sean C. Sean, Sean C's son, Sean. <laughs> Gotta give him a, you know, say a round of applause for being here. You know what I'm both. How you doing, gentlemen? Good, 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 man. I figured that, you know, you asked me to come, you know, it's fatherhood. I was like, I'll oh, come bring my bring my right hand with me. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for coming in. Right. And um, the way the way this got started is that Doug put us through text. Mm-hmm. And he said, yo, this is a dope idea. Come through. And we got it moving. Yeah. Yeah. Finally got finally got here. Finally After a couple got reschedules right. yeah. we made it. Yeah. We nah, but it. we, we um we appreciate you definitely coming through and um uh blessing us. Uh and now we just gonna keep the show rolling and how you always said. Yo, take us to the Genesis, man. Take us to who you were before you had baby boy. Not well, you ain't a baby yeah, anymore. But, so. Yeah. Um <laughs> so I I grew up in Harlem. Um, always just like was intrigued by hip hop, like from the beginning stages. Uh, there's a guy I, I used to be on I, when I was a little kid. We lived on 145th between um, Lennox and Seventh, and it was this guy named Master Don um, who lived on like 146th Street, 147th Street, and he used to bring his turntables out 
to on the block. So that was, and this is like early, early. This is way back. You know, it's like I was like eight, nine years old, and um, he and I used to always just be in the front of the ropes, and he uh, he started calling me Sean C. Finally, my name was Sean. He started calling me Sean C. And um, he's like the first person I ever saw DJ. And he ended up being like, he, he made a record that Master P ended up sampling for the, oh, na 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 na. That's a song called Funk Box by Master Don. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's how I got my name. But um, long story short, uh, we moved down to Schaumburg um, when, I, when I got a little older. Um, I just was always around hip hop. Um, I got to to meet Barry B and Chill Will from the Get Fresh crew, and they kind of like took me under the wing. Um, Fat Man Scoop was my best friend. He lived a block away from me. We started a group together. We would go uptown all the time um, and like watch, just watch those go to Lincoln Projects, go to um, to St. Nick, see Raw Bass, Easy Rocks, um, Dougie Fresh, Get Fresh crew. Like We kind of like were the next generations to come up under them. And uh, Teddy Riley lived in St. Nick as well. Mm. We actually ended up um, forming a group, and um, we got signed to Teddy Riley with uh, Rex and Effect, the Redhead Kingpin, and all that. So I learned a lot just from being around those guys. I'm trying to go through the story quick because it's like a lot of details. Take your time. Take your time. time. It's your world. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just learned a lot from just watching watching a lot of those guys. And um, Chill Will taught me how to. Excuse me. Chill Will taught me how to use a drum machine. Told me my first drum machine to get was an NPC. I got that. Barry B. I learned how to DJ from. Um, and then we had started this DJ crew called the uh, the X Men at the time. And it was myself, Rock Raider, Steve D, um, Johnny Cash, DMD. These are like the original members: Diamond J, um, um, Rob Swift, and Sinister, and um, Doctor Butcher. So we were getting battles and all that. So it was like two parts of the story. You know, two, like we, I had the group, which was me, Scoop, and Steve was a rap group. We were signed to to, um, to Teddy Riley. And then we had the DJ crew, which was everybody that I just mentioned. Mm. And we were just getting the battles. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, then I ended up getting the girl pregnant. And <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, now nah, I can't. I really, I need to get some money. And she came back and said she was pregnant. And I knew she She told me, like, if I get pregnant, I'm having the baby. How old were you? I was I was 18 when I met her. So I was 19 when, when he was born. Um, and, uh, yeah, when she told me that she... She told me from the gate, though, like, if I get pregnant, I'm keeping the baby. But I'm like a dumbass. I'm still just... Bossing off, like. <laughs> <laughs> spraying the club up. I'm right. still shooting the club up, like like ain't nothing gonna happen. Like <laughs> that's that's how it always happens, man. <laughs> it wasn't even a thought. You were just right. like, whatever. Yeah, I was like, ah, uh, you know, you know, you, you you try to be safe, but you know, you end up whatever. So, um, I remember that day, like, so. I had thought she was pregnant, which is crazy. I had thought she was pregnant. She didn't tell you anything. He probably never heard this story before. Uh, (laughs) I had thought she was pregnant, and she just was like, no, I'm not first. Like, was just denying it. I was like, all right, okay, okay. And then... Why did you think that, though? I don't remember. It's so long ago. I can't remember why, but I do remember, like, thinking, like, you pregnant? And she's like, no, no. 
And then I would just fuck with her, like, ah, right, you're pregnant. I'd be like touching her belly and shit. It was dumb. It was like so dumb though. Like but you were a teenager. I at was the a time. teenager. Yeah. yeah, like you don't you don't know shit, right? So um, then I remember the day that she did tell me she was pregnant. I was like, fuck. That's what we What's always this? say. <laughs> that's the, that's the, either you say it out loud yeah. or you say it inside yourself, your head. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, damn, what am I gonna do? Like, what was running I, through your mind? Because at the time, like, so so if I go like, you know, I was doing all the music stuff, right? I was the one in my crew that always had a job. Like I always had a job because I always wanted to have money and I always wanted to be fresh. And we weren't making any money from music. But when we got the deal with Teddy. I quit my job. Like, I got a record deal now. We about to be popping. <laughs> it's about to be on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you affiliated with Teddy. Yeah, you know I, mean? I was like, oh, yeah. it's about to be crazy. So I quit my job. And that was around the time when she got pregnant. So when she, no, no, no. I quit my job and then we lost the deal. That's what uh, happened. Then we lost the deal. We ended up like, it, we just the company folded. Teddy found out that there was a, this guy named Gene Griffin who was like the original like Suge Knight. You know, there's always there's always been that guy in the music business. That's like the guy who right. kind of like you know he's notorious for taking advantage of people and whatever the case he is. On his big red shit. Yeah, on his big red shit. Basically, <laughs> you know. So I don't want to you know not saying anything bad about Suge, but what what you you, you get what I'm trying right. to say. And um, so Teddy had found out that. He was stealing money or whatever the case is. So the company dissolved. Everyone, the company just dissolved. So we lost our deal. So now I'm like, I'm already like, damn, what are we going? Now I gotta go find another job. Or I was really kind of like, well, I'm gonna just like try to do do DJ or whatever. And then she came up pregnant, and then I'm like, ah, now what the fuck am I gonna do? I gotta find a job because I don't got no money. So that slowed down all of my music stuff pretty much. I was still doing it, but it was like. It was much slower. Um, and uh, yeah, so she told me she was pregnant. And um, I ended up getting a job at like the Cloisters, this museum all the way up. I was like doing security mm-hmm. up there every day. And I, I was looking for a job every day and I didn't get a job till literally like the week he was born was when I got hired. Hired for cloisters. Security. All right. I was looking for a job like every day and couldn't find a job until the week he was born. The week he was born, I got that job. And um, I was still like making beats in my bedroom because then I'm thinking like, all right, it wasn't the whole like DJs were making so much money. I was looking at it like, okay, if I make beats, I can make money. Making beats makes money. You right. Know? So me being a producer. At least back then. At least back then. <laughs> yeah. But still now yeah. too. Still now. You can figure it out. But yeah. Not as much. I understand right. what you're saying, but um, I um, so I uh, yeah, so so I, I I was making beats. Me and my boy, nobody, we would be like in his crib making beats, and I would go home, go to, um, go to work, wake up in the morning, then I wake up in the morning, go to work, come home, pick him up from wherever he was, then have to come back home, try to make. I'm tired, like I'll be stressed out. Then um. It ended up where we were doing like we had broken up. Him and his mom, me and me and his mom had broken up. What? So, to you and his mom breaking up, what was the reason? Just it just we just broke up. Got gotcha. you. Just wasn't like, working. It was yeah. We broke how many up, months in? Literally, probably we broke up. He was a couple months old when we broke mm. up. Yeah, like yeah. We had we had broken up, and um, I uh, 
trying to remember so long ago. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so we we broke up. I can't remember the real. I think she was she was cheating on me though. I do remember that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. And uh. And then there was this this this, you know, the time period when I would come see him, and then, um. He he lived there still. I'm trying to just get. I'm sorry. I'm taking. I'm just. Sorry. No, no. Nah, take your time, man. man. Take your time. Um, yeah. So he lived there. He still lived there. And um, I would you know go go see him or whatever. Take him take him home sometimes. Bring him back. And then there was a period of time when he was supposed. I don't know if I want to get so personal, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's tough in front of so, the microphone, especially yeah, when you're talking about your to, life. Yeah, now I'm starting to think I've about had like people where like, they just say, "Yo, don't, don't." Things. Yeah, no, and, I get and, you. And your son looking like. Yeah, like he does because he doesn't know. He, he knows some <laughs> of the story, but he doesn't know the full running right, Dad. Story. Well, I guess because everybody is good now, so yeah. I can tell, I can see what it is. We everybody, we all good. So, um, there was a period of time when um, her mom was on drugs. Okay, right. So the deal that we made was like that. He couldn't stay with her mother. You know, he would only like that was like off limits. Um, so. I uh I remember his his so his, that's his grandmother on his mother's side, mm-hmm. but his great grandmother, God bless her, Grandma B, she was the one that was like taking care of everybody, right? She was the she was the you know the matriarch, the foundation of that side of the, of, of his family, and um I remember one day she called me and said where she was like, have you spoken you spoke to you spoke to Tara? I said yeah. She said, you, you know, um, you, you um you know where the baby is? I was like, Yeah, she said the baby is is right there. She said, That baby ain't there. She said, That baby is with my daughter. She said, I wouldn't want I wouldn't trust I wouldn't trust anybody with my daughter. I'm gonna give you the address. Go 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 get your son. So I went to go. I had never been to that house before. And I went there and it was just like, I was like, oh shit. And I came, I picked him up, I took him. And then I called her, and I was like, oh, how's the baby? And she's like, oh, he's good. He's sleeping. And I was like, really? I was like, he's right here with me. And I was like, I told you about, you know, we had this agreement of mm-hmm. what was supposed to be. So from that day on, we did an agreement where he would live with me for a week, and then he would live with her for a week. Now, okay. how, now how old was um, your son? He was, he was a couple months old. He was okay. like four or five months old, and something I, like that. And at the time, you probably was like 20 now, right? Yeah, I was like nineteen, twenty by so, that time. Yeah. You know, you being young and have to go mm-hmm. through all of that, like how how was you able to mentally handle that? So it was, you know, I had the conversation with my moms. The crazy thing, I skipped the whole thing with my mother. So my mom <laughs> cause my moms had never even like it was so crazy, like I waited till his mother was like six months pregnant before I even told <laughs> even I told her that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that was like crazy. Um, but you know, my mother was, you know, she, she's very accepting. Of course she, you know, she's, she's super strict with, with certain things. Um, but once her grandson was born, it was like. That goes out the window. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's my grandson. So I I had, I sat and I had a conversation with her about it and I was like, I want to, to take, to take Sean. And she said, well, if, cause of course I still live with my mother. I was a kid still. And she said, if you do. Um, don't think you're gonna be just leaving him here, and he's gonna be, and you're gonna be just going out, and 
He said, I'll only watch him when you're going to school or if you're going to work. He said, those are the only two times that I'm watching him. Mm. So it wasn't like I could like go to the tunnel and fucking and like you know what I'm saying hang out so mm-hmm. it was like and I I was still going I was going to the new school for social research I was taking music business and stuff so I was doing that she would help me out but it was no like free time for me to just hang out during all that t- all that period you that, know what I mean that period that you're talking about every hour counted pretty much every right? hour counted it was super stressful time man like I, it was like it was super stressful for me because I felt like I didn't know if I was going to be able to get to my dream of what I wanted to do in music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wanted to be this producer, and and then I had gotten diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. So, what age? Right, you're right. That's like, what I'm about to Yeah, ask. right. On, like, so after a couple years of me working at the museum and still trying to make beats and, and, and doing And you had this, no break. I had was no, no break. break. I'm no doing break this, I'm the, the same routine the whole day, you know what I mean, every day. And it was like super... Like, it was a very strenuous time. And I think after I I looked up, it was like four years, five years had passed. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Am I going to not get there? I'm Mm -hmm. just going to be doing this fucking security job? Like, this shit is trash. Yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah. But we were still, like, we're still hustling because me and nobody, nobody, my boy nobody lived across the street. And he lived in Franklin, which is across the street from 1199. And that's where... Dame Dash lived, right? Mm-hmm. So we would, Jay was starting to bubble. He had like in my lifetime and all that stuff coming out. And we, we gave him a beat tape. And from that beat tape, Can't Knock the Hustle was on that beat tape, mm-hmm. right? So he picked that. He was like, yo, we want to we we do this. We, wanna, um, he, we like this beat. So you had two blessings in your life. Right? But this is, but it was still took a man. He picked it, but it still was like, we ain't get no money yet. Yeah. Right. It was still like, I gotta do this, you know, this shit, whatever, and I'm. So I got stressed out. Then I ended up getting cancer. When I found out I had cancer, I realized that. For first, I was like, then I'm now I'm super depressed. Like now I might die. What the fuck is yeah, going not, on? Not to cut that off, but how do you find out that you have cancer? I started getting these pains in my leg and in my back, and um, I thought it was. So I went to the doctor. They first told me I had a herniated disc. That's what I got. Yeah, he said it's a herniated disc. So I ended up going to physical therapy. Went to physical therapy for like a month. And it's crazy because the pain went away for a little while. Mm-hmm. I went back to work because I was out on disability for a month doing that. Was I? No, no, no. So then uh, after after um, the pain went away for like a month, it came back again because, of course, I didn't have a herniated disc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went back to the doctor again. The doc, um, I took an MRI because they didn't give me an MRI the first time. This time I get an MRI and they tell me, he's like, listen, you have to go to the doctor. Um, and you have to go see the specialist right away. I was like, okay. I was like, what, well, what is it? He's like, well, we can't tell you. We're not at liberty to tell you because the radiologist, they're not allowed to tell you what the, um, what the, the test readings say. Only a doctor can tell you that. So, um, they said, he said, you have to go. I said, okay, so wh- when, when do I go? He was like, now. You have to go now. He's waiting for you right now. I was like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. now you, now, yeah, so your, now heart, your heart is <laughs> yeah, so pumping like, through your chest now. I, I thought he was going to say, you know, okay, you, you have an appointment on whatever day, you know yeah. what I mean? He's like, no, you have to go right now. They're waiting for you. So I went to the doctor. They told me that it, there's a tumor on my spine, and that's what's, that's what's causing the pain in your, 
in your legs because right. it's pushing it like on a the sciatica. nerves. It feels like yeah, a sciatica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nerve. yeah I know. Because it's pushing, it's pushing on your nerves, so you're getting pain on your back, in your back, and in your legs. Well, now what kind of cancer is that? So it was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm-hmm. So I had to do uh, chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery. So they did surgery to remove what they could, and then they did chemotherapy to, you know, to to zap it and radiation to zap it. Right? Chemotherapy is just if you don't know, it's just yes, it's basically I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah, it's poison that they put yeah. in your body. Mm-hmm. And um, so during that period of time, now my, my bad, we cut you out. How how old was you when this? So happened? during that time, I was like twenty four or twenty five. Wow. Like, yeah, like twenty four or twenty five. Um, so I had um, to be older than that, huh? It was like 27. Nah, I wasn't 27 yet. I was a 24, 25. When I got to, so then when, 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 um, so now, so now I'm out on disability, right? Even I, I got to do all these tests. It's such a, it's a while ago, so it's, I'm, I'm trying nah, to stay yeah, chronological, yeah, 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 but, um, I'm doing all of these tests and and all of this stuff, and during this period of time, I'm still kind of like thinking my because you still you, even though, you know, I knew it was cancer and it was serious. You still, when you're young, you kind of don't really. You still feel like you're invincible. It's right. Like, it's just something that it's like ah, I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a passive phase. Yeah, I can it's just some out. shit yeah. that you got to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, the, oh, I got oh, I got cancer. Okay, whatever. Right. But you know, there would be period of times when I thought it was serious, and I'm like. Start thinking about it, but more so, I was thinking about like how I'm gonna make money, my son, and music. Like those were the three things that I was even thinking about more than anything. Yeah. And now that I'm out on disability, I was like, oh well, I got time. After I got through all of that, I'm like, I got time. Maybe because Scoop had done an internship at a record label at and ended up at Tommy Boy and ended up with a job and ended up and I and it's funny like now that's kind of like something that. It's pretty much a standard thing that that you know kids want to do. But at that time, I was always just thinking about being on the other side of the coin as like a producer or being in a group. Yeah. So I never ever thought about like being in a record label or being on the business side. So I said, well, what if I get a job in the business at a record label? Then I can get beats to the artists and I can learn and I'll be in the loop and you know what I mean, all this. So I took uh, um, I called Scoop. Scoop gave me some advice. He hooked me to this guy named Malachi, who worked at Loud Records at the time. And he was a, um, he just, I thought he was like, the, I didn't know who he was, to be honest. <laughs> I called him and I just I just went hard. Like, I was mm-hmm. just like, yo, I'll come right now. I'll, I'll be there now. Like, whatever you need me to do, whatever, you, whatever, whatever. And he's like, I, um, I, yeah, yeah, fuck it, come down. He thought he was just calling me to give me advice. Mm. Um. I came down and he just was kind of like he was an AR assistant and he was on the street team. So he didn't have any power really. Yeah. But he definitely opened the door for me. And I'm really thankful for that. You know, for, for my boy Malachi. I don't know where he's at now. So when you went to go the when you went to go get the internship, at this time, Can Doctor Hustle was still lingering. So in that's the background? what I'm so that's what I'm about to get to. So <laughs> that's right. that's the ill part of it. That's the ill part of it. So two things happened, and this is why it's important, like for anybody that's younger listening to it is like to do multiple things, like to plant multiple seeds and like do multiple things because two things happened. Um, I went down there and I, you know, I I, I went like with Malachi on a run, like putting up stickers and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I still wasn't like, I wasn't in, I just was like going with him, helping him, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to be in the system. So I talked to the, he introduced me to the person who was the office manager. Mm. 
And the office manager was like, yeah, come back tomorrow or whatever. Or told me day to come back or whatever. I came back, tell me to come back again, come back again. And the last day he said, don't worry about it. I'm not brushing you off. I got you. I'm going to make sure. He said, we're moving offices and I'm going to make sure that you have a spot. He was like, I was in your music business class. Oh, and shit. I remember, he's like, I remember you were the one that always talked in class, like always answered all the questions and knew all of the shit and knew, you know, like you were always like engaged in class right. and you knew like, he's like- Inserting I, yourself. Yeah. He was like, I got you. Don't worry about it. Look at that. So I, I didn't remember, che, his name is Che Harris. And uh, at the time I didn't even remember him, but I was like, oh yeah, I remember you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't remember him at all. Like, you, know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So- so that that was one thing that helped me get in. So, but now I'm in the mail room. So I'm in the mail room at Loud Records, and that's how it always starts. Yeah. So I'm in the mail room. I'm, but I'm. But you got a job. I, yeah. But no, I'm not getting paid. Oh, you're not getting. I'm paid. not getting right, paid. Right, right. But the the beauty of it, this is why I believe in the signs too. Like God gave me cancer so that I could like switch my trajectory, right? Mm -hmm. So I got cancer now. Switch my trajectory, and I was always worried about money, but now I'm on disability, so I got. I'm getting a couple dollars so I could make sure that Sean got whatever. I still live with my mom, so I ain't gotta really pay. I ain't gotta pay rent. I just right. gotta make sure he got what he needs. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Right. And I and I got whatever I need. You and know? at this time, how how old were you, Sean? He would have been like five, right? When you started that loud? Yeah. Well, when I was an intern, it was '95, so he yeah, was five. Been, he would have been five. Five years old. So yeah. you're dropping him off to school. Yeah, so waving, I would drop him off to school. Bye -bye. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. A whole different life compared to what an intern at Loud was doing. Right. An intern it, at Loud was, exactly. was going, having their book bag, coming from mommy, daddy's stickers. house, stickers, chilling. Snipes. Not a worry in the yeah. world. And you got cancer in your bones and dropping off your kids. 300%. So That's that, crazy. So that is why my, 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 my whole... My whole goals and everything was different. I was like taking everything mad serious, and I was like you said, I was older than most of the interns that were there. You know? Did you feel bad about yourself? Like, damn, like fuck, like I'm 25 years old. Yeah, yeah, a little like, bit. Yeah, 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 a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like some, a, a little bit, but you know what? Not really because, I mean, I, of course, I had those moments, but for the most part, I was, I knew, I knew I was gonna win. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I knew. What I had, like I knew what I knew, and I knew that I was in the door, and I had already put in all the groundwork. Even in, even when I was in the music, even when I was in the music business class, I had real life experience. Like Andre Harrell came to the class and would be telling stories, and I was like, yeah, I was there. To, mm -hmm. to whatever, whatever. Like he'll tell a story about something that happened somewhere or a party or something, and I would already know about it because I was in the mix of shit already, mm -hmm. just for my real life experience. So then I'm in the mail room and then Maddie and, and Can't Knock the Hustle comes out. Right? So now Can't Knock the Hustle is out. It's a single on the radio. Did you know it was coming? Yeah, I knew it was coming. Okay. I knew it was coming. So you were just, oh, all right, bet. Yes, all I right. knew it was coming. So but I, I'm, I work in the mail room and at Loud Records and Jay-Z's first album comes out. And I'm still going to the mail room and I'm still like doing every, you know, I, I was like at that time, like chemo and cancer and all that shit was just something for me to do to get done so that I could get to the office. Gotcha. That's all I, I was just like, I need to, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Like whatever we got to do. I just need to get to the office. My whole thing was get to the office, get to the office. It was like Mob Deep was working on Hell on Earth. It was, um, 
Dead Press hadn't got signed yet, but it was really Mob Deep. That was the that was the album that was happening, and Sadat X's solo album was happening. So I, I was in the in the mail room, and then Maddie C called me in his office one day and was like, "Yo, Reef Rob Tulo, you got you know Rob Tulo. Mm-hmm. He said Rob Tulo told me that he offered you a single deal for." One of the groups that you had, me and nobody, nobody had a group that he had offered us a single deal with during that period of time too. We were just doing shit, yeah. And we turned it down like assholes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had turned it down, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, he did." And he was like, "And he told me that you, you like started the X Men, the Executions, and you're a member of that group." I was like, "Yeah." He said, "And and you produce Can't Knock the Hustle that's on the radio." I was like, "Yeah." He was like. Do me a favor, bro. Don't go to the mailroom anymore when you come when you come in. <laughs> wow. It's like you in the AR department. And that's how I And that, and then you you department. you got you started getting a check. So then I started getting a check. So no, no, I didn't start getting a check. Damn. No, I'm gonna tell you what happened. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I'm like praying for you to get, no, get paid. I, didn't, like, I still I still didn't start getting a check. I what happened was he spoke to Steve Rifkin, who is was the Steve Rifkin and Rich Isaacson. They um, ran Loud Records and were the owners, and he told them what I was going through with my cancer, because I told him, and I didn't even tell him I had cancer right away in that conversation. After a amount of time, I told him you know, what was going on with me, and he told Steve and Rich, and they took care of all of my all of my uh, medical bills. Wow, and yeah. everything. that's a good look. Yeah, so they took. So I didn't have to worry about that because even though, like, I was like, I don't know if you guys, if people know, like, there's something called Cobra. When you when you like if you have um, health insurance and yeah. then you like leave your job or you're out on disability, you can keep your same health insurance, but you have to pay for it. Mm. Yeah. So. They took care of all of that, and then they even got me in the best nutritionist and all of that. So they took care of me. I'm always like forever grateful to them. That's for crazy. That. Yeah, that's beautiful. So they so they weren't paying me, but they were making sure that I that was you were good. That I was that, good. That, that was the payment. Yeah, yeah. that was the payment. So that I wasn't. Was I wasn't. You know, that's I, three blessings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was cool. You know what I mean? And um, so then I just started moving up, man. And then you know we got then that period of time. Somebody, um, I remember Maddie was like, "Yo, you know, who, you know, who Big Punisher is," and I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Joe is gonna bring him to the office. Steve wants to sign him. What you think about him?" And I was like, "He could rap, but I don't know if he can make songs." And um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Traditional A and R. Right now, just to be an artist, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and we were in a, you know, we were doing the Hell on Earth album. So I was like an A and R assistant, and I got to, you know, um, know Havoc and and P, and got really really cool with them. And they knew, you know, have found out their beat, so we got cool from that side of it. You know, I didn't produce anything on on any Mob Deep album, but I was always there, like. You know, giving them little pointers or giving you know giving advice if I needed to, but like just like you know, you don't really got to tell havoc nothing. Havoc is havoc. But, yeah, of um, course. Just uh, yeah, that and then my my trajectory just moved from there. Dead Prez, Big Pun, everything on loud. And Remy ended up getting signed, and I ended up being like really, really the guy that kind of connected with Pun a lot and connected with Dead Prez, like. Those are the two groups that I really kind of connected with a lot at Loud, and I made sure that their albums was was right. And um, of course, like when when Pun found Remy, he was like, "Yo, rhyme for him." And <laughs> I remember Remy was nineteen and pregnant, and came in and rapping and shit. And um, yeah, so that that's kind. And then I ended up signing the Executioners 
my, I ended up signing my group, and then we did the song with Lincoln. Got them with Lincoln Park, and it all came full. It circle. It all came full circle, sort of. and that was how the loud thing was, you know, went down. You know, so now. I, I'm I'm bugging out because I have Sean to my right, Sean to my left, and Sean uh, right across from me. So I gotta break this down. So, so Sean, little Sean, everybody calls you little Sean. No, no, no. Sean. Well, we know. I'm, 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 I'm this old head wallet. Yeah. Yeah. So Sean, that. so Sean, can you tell us like how, how not how life was for you, but. Like as a kid looking around, you seeing your dad moving around. What was in the household? Uh, it'll be like pianos, like uh, it'll be pianos and like man MPC machines in the crib. I mean, at that time, I didn't know what they was. Mm-hmm. But oh, like, you, oh, he didn't let you touch him. He nah, let you. No. He let you go. Because <laughs> I mean, my daughter. I mean, my daughter. She comes over and she touched the NPC, and I just be like, you know, nah. I, I'm giving her little tidbits, but you know, got it. Nah, <laughs> not in the early like when. Like that young, I was just looking at it. I was like amazed at what it was. Like right. I remember, he would have like a DJ set in his in the room, and uh, matter of fact, he did let me like with the turntables. He would like uh he he would pick me up and let me like uh scribble with the turntables or whatever the case may be. Okay. So I would see like turntables and like mad records in the crib. Um, he would always take me to school. So like I remember we always go to school. I would be like on his shoulders. And like we'd go to school and then I'd go to school and I'd be like with my friends or whatever. Like this is before, like I guess I'm so young, nobody really knows what music really is. Like mm-hmm. no one knows what my pop really does. Mm-hmm. But like as time goes along, like probably like around like nine, ten, when I'm playing basketball, everyone knows like Big Pun and Fat Joe and Terror Squad and all of that stuff. So like people knew like my pops was a producer and things of that nature. So I was like the cool kid, I guess. They was like, yo, your pops, he be like doing beats, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you were telling my gossip in my notebook. Yo, yeah, but um. So, yeah, so did did you ever go to his class to do like a, uh, what do they call them? Oh, um, the, the career the, day? Actually, career, nah, nah, nah that's a funny thing. Nah, 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 I never did that. never did that. You never did that. It was just like word around town because, you know, He's from we all from the neighborhood, so everyone would just I always went to school in the neighborhood. So that was your career day. So yeah, like where, yeah, everyone where, kinda yeah. knew what my father was up to and all of that's that. That's funny. Yeah, I never never did that. Yeah. Never did that. I remember I actually I caught my first fight because like something similar because of like I remember I was I was outside and uh it was right when Big Pun had dropped like Yeah Baby. Mm-hmm. And uh everybody was asking me like for uh flyers or whatever the case may be and like one of my friends was like, yo, you ain't give me the flyer yet. Like, you ain't give me like a year baby flyer. And I remember I was like, damn. He was like throwing boxes at me. Like he was just tight. <laughs> he was like throwing boxes at me. And I'm like, yo. And I'm I'm letting it rock, letting it rock. And then uh, I went up the rent and we just got it on, got it on. <laughs> got it on, got it on. And then uh I remember I went upstairs. Everybody was upstairs. Remember that day? No, I don't remember this at I all. Was up, we had got it on, and everyone that followed me upstairs to my grandma's, I was still living over there. And then uh, my father came to the house. He was like, yo, you won? He was like, <laughs> 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 he was like I don't want to hear enough. You ain't won. You're going to fight me. Right. <laughs> all right. That's what's up. Because he would be back and forth between, like, that was when, once, my, once I started getting, like, um, you know, once I got a job, like in music, then my mother was like, "All right, he can stay here when while you're working." You know what I mean? So well, he'd be back and forth. He'd have a room at my crib and a room at my mom's crib, and he'd just be back, you know, back. And yeah, forth. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would go 
to to my mother's house and pick them up and take them to school every day. Like that was mm-hmm. the thing. Yo, I was just telling. Oh, I'm, I'm, my, my bad. Uh, Do you think? Only kid. Yeah, only kid. Solid one. Solid one. Solid one. I was just telling. I was just telling your dad before you came in. I said, Yo, when I used to talk with Sean. I used to be like, like low key kind of jealous because you guys had like <laughs> such a crazy bond. Mm-hmm. So like from your perspective, how did that kind of like tell us about some some memories other than him, you know, putting you on his shoulders? Like what other memories that? Um, vividly, I'm gonna be honest. I remember always like he would take me to the studio certain nights. And like I always was dumb hyped to go to the studio because I knew I was gonna get like Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> like that was my thing. Like, <laughs> like, like. Yo, not, not to cut you off. Every time I went to the studio with my pops, turkey burgers. All <laughs> turkey burgers. <laughs> all I, 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 I don't eat anything else. But yeah, yeah go ahead. Nah, yeah, because like everybody would just order Chinese food in the studio, so I knew I was like, yo, it's Chinese time. Like, <laughs> it's Chinese food time. Um, yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, he would always take me to the studio. I would be around. Um, I'll be around Joe and them. Um, I mean, he will always take me around Mad Town. So like, I remember one time we went to. I remember we went to the Eminem the Eminem tour, way when Eminem had the Eminem show. Mm-hmm. And I remember we was like, uh, I don't know what she was doing at that time, but I was just like, it was bugged out. Like I was like backstage at like an Eminem concert. Yeah. <laughs> like D Twelve was like performing and shit, and like it was just dope. It was just dope. That's what's up. Now, Sean. Bringing him to all these different spots, did you have to kind of like, uh, how do I say, uh, screen everybody? Like, yo, little Sean's coming through. Everybody watch yourself. Nah, you. I, I think everybody like pretty much. You know, um, it's funny because you you see. I, mean, I can interject on that one. Okay, <laughs> I can interject on that one. I re- that's that's a good one. I remember. Um, everyone used to smoke mad weed. Yeah, I was just about uh, to say that too. Yeah, every. Every, loud records, whoop, and all Nah, I just remember Rem. Rem used to always be like, yo, all right, Sean, you got to step outside. I'm about to, <laughs> like, yeah. about to smoke, <laughs> smoke time. And I remember I would just always just sit in the lounge. Like, mad times, I would sit in the lounge. Like, whenever they're doing. Smell, yeah, smell I just the, smell, smell, smell of weed all the time. Yeah, but man. I just be in the lounge and the whole other side while they just <laughs> do their thing. When my dad used to record with Screwball, like, I used to sit in the studio and I'd see everything. I'd be like, sitting there. I'm like, all right, cool. And then. <clears throat> they'll be like, yo, Adam, can you go uh, draw me some pictures? Because I was uh, I was always in the studio drawing pictures. So they're like, oh, word, which, what you want? They'll be like, yo, I don't know, but yo, go draw me something. Because I had this thing where I'd just be eating turkey burgers and creating like these little comic books. Mm-hmm. So every time I went out, that door closed. And they were that smoking. And they were, that's, now I catch on. Like, All right, that's what y'all are doing. Yeah, yeah, go, go draw, go draw pictures, jerk. You know? <laughs> That's crazy. You know what's funny? I remember uh, um, Sean, um, you know, Deb Prez were like super on some on health, right? Mm-hmm. And health and, you know, and the revolution and, and pro-blackness. And I remember Sean saying, because Sean would be like eating a honey bun or whatever. And they'd be like, you know, they don't eat that. And he's like, Dad, I don't understand. <laughs> right? They don't eat. Sugar or any of this, but they smoke weed. <laughs> like he, he was old enough to know, like, that they, he was like, Well, why do they smoke weed? I don't mm-hmm. understand that. And mm-hmm. I told that to stick from that. He was like, yeah, He's smart, he's a smart boy. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so yeah, sure. So what what did you do to like kind of like do, I guess what was your mindset while you're doing your producing and and your, your different record labels? Like what was in your head like as far as like not a provider but like a you know a lover? You know because it seems like you are a I love you dad. You know mm-hmm, it seems mm-hmm. like that you never had a problem saying that to to your no, son. No, never, never. So do. so. Bring us to like how you were thinking at that time, even as he got older. I mean, I, t- to be honest, man, like I think when two things, like I think when you're young and you have a kid and when you have your first kid, you don't really know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're young, you just, you figuring it out. So there was no real, like I didn't have any, I, you know, I would love to say like, oh, because I knew if I showed him this, then it would be the, yeah. like, I just was moving, you know, just doing what I felt was the right thing to do and and being who I am. Like, I didn't have, like, a... I didn't really have, like, a, a huge plan like that. I was fortunate enough that I was able to have money at the time because my career started taking off. And, and that's why I'll always believe in, like, signs and, you know what I mean, and that kind of stuff. And um, I always, you know, would make sure I'm there to, to, to help him with his homework and... And then he he had really bad asthma at the time, so I he always had to be at the hospital with him a lot of, a lot. And those those things were like, I don't know, it was never like a people. A lot of people have given me props for like being a father, like you're such an incredible father, a and you took care of a single father, yeah. and you did all this stuff. But you know, my mother definitely helped me out. But the other part of it was like there was no question in my mind, like, oh, I'm not gonna like. If his mother is not doing the right thing, I'm not gonna take him. Like that doesn't, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a, there was no other option. It was just like, okay, so I gotta now I gotta take my son and I gotta mm-hmm. do this. I, I'm just gonna have to figure it out. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I have to step up. Yeah, there wasn't like it's not no. I'm not like some, you know, saint or you know what I mean? It's like that's my son. Did you have a relationship with your dad? I actually really didn't. Um, I did when I was younger. But when I when my when I became like a teenager or even like thirteen or whatever, my mom and my father got divorced when I was really young. I I don't even remember them together. Mm. They got divorced when I was probably like three or some shit like that. Okay. So I have no memory of my parents together. Um, and my father would come get me every once in a while, um, and take me. He had a house in Long Island, so he would come and get me. I don't know if my if my mother and him had like a arrangement for. a I don't. It wasn't like, oh, I know this weekend I'm going to my father. It would just be like us random. You, your dad calls, he's going to come and get you. You know what I mean? And it would be fun. I would go out there, it would be fun and whatever. And I would see him and then he would call me on my birthdays, send me stuff on Christmas, send me, you know. But I didn't have a relationship with him. And it's crazy because when, once I, be, and once I became a teenager, all of that completely stopped. I didn't even hear from him or see him or nothing. Mm-hmm. And then when I was like 20, 20 going on 21 and Sean was a Sean was already born when I was 21 and I was still like like I was saying earlier like I was stressed out and I'm like I'm about to be a man what the fuck am I gonna do I work a security job I'm not in school anymore was I in school I think I, I can't remember so but I was just stressed out so I went to try to reach out to my to my father to try to get like some insight right and I went out to his house. He lived in Virginia at that time. And that shit was whack. It was just like the wackest time ever. But I understood when I got older what he was doing. Because it was whack to me because 
he was like judging me. I felt like he was judging me. He was like, you need to go back to school. That music thing is not going to do anything. Then he's correcting my English. He's just like, oh, there's no man. word like ain't. There's no, you know what I'm saying? He's just like, and I just was like, this is a whack. It was a whack ass weekend to me. And when he died in 2000, right? So right, he had cancer as well. Okay. Right before he died, he called me and he was like, uh, no, he said he wrote me a letter. He didn't call me. He wrote me a letter with a picture of the house and was like, I want you to have this house. Wish things could have been different, blah, blah, blah. Um, I flew right out the next day. I flew out there. I sat with him and um, he told me, you know, what was going on with his health. And then I told him how I felt about what went on the last time I was with you and just everything, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a grown man now, so I got to talk to him as a grown man. I got to air everything out. And I took Sean with me, so he got to really get to know his grandson even more. They bonded and, you know. Um, that's, that's dope. That's yeah, so it was really, it was, yeah, it was really, 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 really dope. There was no, like, no animosity like you could hear, like, in some stories. It's just, y'all really kind of like tried to work this out. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, it was like no it's my Yeah, it was yeah. no it was like what whatever, like what I'm going to do, we go either he's going to be mad that I'm telling him this or mm-hmm. and it's not going to work out or whatever. I got nothing to lose. Like I already don't fuck with you like right. <laughs> you, know, right. you know what I'm saying? So it's like um and it wasn't like I didn't fuck with him because he did something. It was just a different different way of looking at things. And he said to me, he was just like, you know, I was just trying to be a dad when I was telling you those things like and I was like I felt like you judged me and you had no right to judge me because you didn't even really know me because you wasn't around Mm -hmm. you know for you to tell me these things but he was like that was my way of like trying to help you know and and guide you in the right direction then he told me what went on with my mother him and my mom's and I got to kind of see, okay, y'all both was on some bullshit. She was probably doing this, and he was, you know what I'm saying? Like it's fucked up when you find out the true story of everything. Yeah, right? yeah. but my mother, the dope thing, no, my my mom's never told me anything negative about my father. I mean, she would make little jokes like "your big head daddy," like mm-hmm. nothing, but never like "your fucking father is no." You know how people like you yeah. hear those stories yeah. about they talk shit about their dead. She the, wanted you to see for yourself. Yeah, so That's she never she never did that, ever, 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 ever did that. So I was able to to kind of get closure with him. He got to really see see uh, his grandson. They had like an eating contest and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean was like 10 or whatever. So we got to take pictures and then we talked every day after that. When I came, when I when I went back to New York, we talked every day. And then I got a pun had just died actually, so I was telling him about pun. Oh, and I got to like flex on him a little bit because now he was telling me, to, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I make three hundred k a year, bro. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I got to kind of like flex on him a little bit. Like, I was like, the music shit you said wasn't gonna work out. You said it was a fad and it wasn't gonna work. I was like, I'm good. We here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. He was out there collecting. Yeah. 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 So it was wow. dope. And then when I went back, um, we would talk every day. And then uh, for a week, I got busy working on something. You know, I was busy or whatever, and I didn't speak to him. And then I called his house and no answer. I called the hospitals. I found him in the hospital. And I flew back out. And I found him dying in the hospital. He was still alive. 
But when I got there, he looked at me. He was like, oh, I was like, yep, I found you. And then he died with me in the room. Sorry to hear that. It's crazy. Condolences. Yeah, but it was like... Meant to be, yeah, yeah. Trying to hold on until you get there, you know. Yeah, that's just. I mean, Sean, not for nothing. You should pat yourself on the back because, especially in your, you know, Harlem at that time, when you had Sean, were a lot of your friends having kids at that age? No, or or even like no. Nah, nah. I I got like my son is the oldest out of all my friends' kids. You know what I mean? I got, I mean, some of my best friends they have kids a couple years younger than him, but Mm -hmm. he's pretty much. He's the oldest out of all of my friends. So kids. you set the bar for everybody. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you again? I'm 28, about to be 29. Okay. 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 Wow. Um, did you uh, being around your dad and the music? Did you wanna? Do you wanna make music or anything? Or, nah. or spit balls? <laughs> nah, nah. It's funny. I never wanted to rap or nothing like that. I never okay. wanted to rap. Um, I started wanting to make beats. A little lightly, but then it was like it just took too long. It was like, <laughs> what's like, your interest? Oh, right now I'm in a clothing right now. Okay, so, so I have a clothing shirt? brand. Yeah, this is my God. What's, what's the name of it? God do a plug. Do a plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta do a yeah, plug. yeah. So it's God's like Goddess. Uh, God's like Goddess on Instagram. God's like Goddess dot com. Um, so yeah, I started this clothing brand a couple of months ago, and it's just empowering, you know, unisex clothing for. Uh, females and males, okay, and you know we dope. all gods, we all goddesses. So I'm just trying to do dope shit for the streets and for everybody. There you okay. go, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know that. That's I'm what's at, up. I'm at the consumer that. Man. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I guess so. There wow. you go. Wow. Now, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, uh, so you guys have this this bond together, and you were about to share a story with us, and I said, "Chill." I said, "Hold it for the cast." Now your bond is so crazy. Obviously, you love him. He loves you. You were in LA when something real terrible happened. Oh yeah, that was crazy. I was out. I was in LA. It was 2015, and um, we were out there working with Puff, and uh, I was out there for like a year, almost a year, actually half a year, whatever. And I got a call from the hospital, and they were like, um, um, "Your son was in a car accident." So the cra- the thing that makes it even crazier though, right? So now I'm 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 like super nervous, like, well, how, you know, is he okay? Whatever. I still wasn't able to really get answers over the phone. But the crazy thing was, I was with uh I don't know if you guys know who Groovy Lou is. So Groovy Lou is like he's a legendary stylist. He works with worked with Puff and a bunch of other people. And Groovy Lou was in the studio with me too, right? We were all in the studio when I got the call. Groovy Lou's daughter was driving the car. Oh, shit. <laughs> it, was, it was so crazy. And, um, yeah, he had gotten into a car accident, and I had to fly back, um, and he basically broke his neck. Damn. Wow. Yo, explain yeah. that, uh, So we was, uh, it was me, my boy, uh, my homegirl B, who's Groovy Lou's daughter, and uh, my, my wife to be at the time, and we was... Um, we was uh, out drinking, and we was on our way back from the bar, and uh, so we in a we in the car. Luckily, she was the only one not drinking. Like we all was twisted though in the car, mm-hmm. and she wasn't drinking or whatever. So uh, we driving, we fucking with her, and my man is just like, "Yo, you driving like Miss Daisy, b? Like, mm. what's up with you?" So we driving, and we going down Park Avenue, and uh, he like, "Yo, listen, man, the next time you stop at a yellow light, man, it's gonna be a problem." So we all just kind of asked, like, are you driving mad slow, driving mad slow? 
So we get to the next light, and it's out of red now, though. It's like it went the yellow, but it's red. Mm. And she just like, hit the, hit the fucking gas. Like, y'all told me to fucking drive. So we she hit the gas, and like an ambulance just came and T-boned us. Oh. So like on Park Ave, like where the Metro North is at, it's like a... Like you know, barricades or whatever the case, or so a T bone into that, threw us into that. The car was like totaled. Uh, everybody in the ambulance was, was messed up. We was messed up. Only body that was good was my boy that was in the front seat, though, that was telling her, like, yo, talking shit. Talking shit. <laughs> yeah, he hopped out like Spider Man and like tried to get us out the car. And uh, he wasn't able to get us out the car. The ambulance came, got us out. I ended up breaking my neck. Uh, my ribs had like a Big gash on my head. Man. Had to go like therapy for like a couple months, get my life right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you um, and you said you mentioned that you and your wife to be. Yeah, so yeah, you my and your fiance be. together was, was, was in there exactly. She crazy. broke her face. She had to get surgery on her face. Put like a metal plate in her cheek. It's kind of crazy. crazy. It was kind of oh, crazy. Going, oh, y'all going to talk about this story for yeah, a yeah, yeah, very yeah, yeah, long yeah. time. It was, kinda, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. crazy, crazy. Yeah, that's a bond right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when the kids come around, you go, y'all going to be yeah, sharing yeah, that yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we was, we was messed up. I'm not going to front, though. We was dead in there, but that's was good. crazy. Was good. What was going through Yeah, I, I was nervous as hell. I didn't know... You know, especially because I'm on, all the way on the other side of the country. You can't do nothing. I can't do nothing. I got to, you know. And before, and they were like, don't leave. It was like I was, it was, when they called me, it was like 2 in the morning, L.A. time. So it was like I couldn't even leave then. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm still just getting little bits of information. And I feel like I had gotten a picture of the car. And that's when I really was like, oh, shit. Like, because the car looked like nobody could have lived through that. And, um. And the crazy thing, you know, so I'm up all night and Dame Dash calls me because his his best friend and Dame Dash's like OG son are like all best friends. They're best friends. Mm-hmm. Like like his best friend is um uh Daniel's son and Daniel was like Dame's guy. So Dame called me and was like, yo, you know your son got in a car accident. So it's like it's dope to be, like have that community, like you say, like a village, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. He was calling to let me know that my son was in a car accident in case I didn't even get the. And it was only a couple hours after I had gotten called from the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't um, even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, bugged up. Yeah. Now being in Harlem, everybody's well. Most of your friends are doing their thing and in, in music industry and everything else. Did you catch on to what Sean was doing before he told you? Or as far as like, if someone caught, because you said it took a it takes a village. Right, right, right. If Sean was across the street doing something he wasn't supposed to do as a kid, did someone call you? Like, yo, I see Sean over here acting. Yeah, there's been some times that people would call (laughs) me, but he he never really got into like like trouble like that like you know but like just shit you do when you're, you're a teenager, teenager. like yeah. he got caught you know the set, you I know, know. You, yeah, you, yeah. you like how I set that up right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know I, you I, do yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. alright so no real quick we always ask you know this has been a, a little thing we do now it's called fade or time out mm-hmm. basically uh, how was your discipline dis- di- yeah discipline skills with oh, Sean <laughs> coming up like oh hold on hold on was you the time out Nah, it wasn't no time out. We ain't even got to do fade at time out. It wasn't no time out. It was all fade? It was straight fade. straight fade. It wasn't no time out. See, the thing, that the, the ill that's thing the sec- about that's me- the second person that came yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Which, he could, which he could 
say even like what even when, when I'm saying when he got older, like when he would you kind of segueing from the catching him doing things. Like I would pop up at his school because. Bro, I got a like a flexible job. I don't have a nine to five. Like I could just come to your school. Like so, even if it's not parents' teachers' day, I'll just go to the school and be like, go to the class, and he's like, oh, he said he was going to lunch. I mean, he was going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would, and I'm pop, <laughs> and I'm like, go down in the lunch room and be like, get back to class, <laughs> like like that. But then like on the the. The discipline time was definitely, you know, if he didn't, he, he wasn't a bad kid like that though. But I think when when he became a teenager was when it was like the, you know, two men, and then it was like now he spends way more time. Like he's in the house by himself a lot too, or I'm out or whatever, and um, it it would be like a clash of just regular teenage shit you do. Like right. he's drinking and. It's like I told you, or what time I told you to come in. The thing, I remember this story. I don't know if it would be interesting. I don't think I ever talked to you about this story. But the time when you and um, what's uh, what's what was your boy's name that lived on, on Madison and 118th Street? Oh, Nigel. Nigel. So they were drinking. <laughs> so they, and they, they got and, and the pot his pot Nigel pops called me and was like yo I just caught them drinking like you know it's regular we know what it is like yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. we caught them drinking or whatever and then it was like he's out past the time I told him to be here like mm. and I was like what time I told you to be in the house he was like I don't know man I was like what <laughs> I was like. Cause, cause the ill thing for me, like I always felt like we were so always so close, and he, I felt like he seen me go through what I went through, and like it wasn't like everybody else's dad or moms or whatever that I thought certain things weren't gonna happen, and yeah. that was just me being naive. Like mm-hmm. he ain't gonna do this, he ain't gonna do that. But when you're a teenager, you just gonna do what you yeah. do teenage shit. Like that's just what it is and I always say that to people like the, my best advice is always to like the teenage years are the hardest years I know I have and, a 17 year old yeah and like don't internalize none of that shit that was the age I started bugging yeah, yeah like don't internalize what they do because it got nothing to do with you right you know what I'm saying like and I I was kind of like how how the fuck you gonna talk to me like that <laughs> yeah. or not listen to me like me like out right. of everybody you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying so I would be like taking it personally when it's like bro that's just what it's gonna be now you, you know? were y'all was um y'all lived together for how long I'm, I'm quite sure oh, you out on your own now right yeah I'm on my own now right, but right. for like my whole life I lived I with like- him I would go back and forth between him and my grandma house so like if I was uh if I felt like the heat was too much. At my pop's house, oh, I would like yeah, run to my yeah. grandma's house and be like, yeah, I'm gonna stay here for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Relax a little bit on But it's funny you were saying about like, you know, when you coming up and you uh like getting in trouble. Like I tell like even my boys now that I got kids, like most of my, my, my boys got kids and they in their kids' life. Like, and I tell them like me coming up, I would get in trouble, but it would be to an extent. Like I would know like I I'ma go wild, but I ain't doing that though. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. if my pops catch me doing that, I know it's over. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't going. I'm gonna take it to a certain degree. Like, I'm not going. Like, I knew my limits because I knew I had my pops in my life, so I knew like, I, my pops really like he gonna be tight if I do this. But if I do this, 
It's gonna be a wrap. It's going it's gonna be a wrap. That's <laughs> respect right there. Yeah, that's respect. I was just about to say we had this conversation with someone. Fear, uh, fear yeah, or love. Fear, fear respect. Oh, fear, it was fear of respect? Yeah, fear oh, okay, respect. yeah, fear of respect. Because um there's like, you know, a few old heads that be that kind of look at parenting and they say, like, no, nah, you know, they gotta fear you. It's like you don't really even have so a try, relationship try, with them. Oh, yeah. I thought you were trying to No, not you. No, 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 no. That, that you know, like um some you know, some sixty year old dude say, nah, they gotta fear you. But at the yeah. end of the day, yeah, they don't have a... you don't have a relationship with your child. Nah, nah. Nah, that's nah, crazy. You man. gotta you gotta have that. Like and I feel like now it's like that's my my boy. Like my Yeah, but boy. nobody noticed it. I don't know if you noticed it. But when Sean came in, they had their own handshake. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I'm gonna tell you. Like we were talking, we're talking about that in the fade. Like the last time that it happened, I remember I was like, because he was older now, and I was like, I had to go in my room and sit down. I was like, nigga almost got me that time. <laughs> I was like, because it got to the point where it was like, it ain't like he's not getting a beating. Like we tussling, like yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? He's like, grown now. yeah, because yeah. he's older. Like you know, he was like a teenager. I think it was the last one was like when you went away to college. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I was like that, seventeen. Yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. and I forgot what it was. it was. Something about cleaning his room before he left or whatever. And he was like talking to me crazy or whatever. And we ended up getting into it. And then I was like, all right, now, now, you know, we feel like, clean the fucking room. And I went in, the, I went in, the, I went in my room, though, and closed the door. I was like, whoo. That's when nigga, nigga almost got me. <laughs> like, damn, y'all should have never made him do all the push-ups. Damn. It's crazy you say that because in reverse, I would be like, at a point, I'm big, like, I'm literally got taller than him, than him now. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I got him. He's dead. <laughs> Play with me now. Play with me now. And I remember, like, yo, dogs, he got, like, superhuman strength. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's a fact. Because it's like that man strength. And that's what you say. He was like, he, was like, he got that man strength. Yeah. It was like, yo, there's no way he's getting the best of me. And it's just like, it's not happening. Y'all, see, we don't know, like, like that grown man strength is not just it's not that you was just a grown man it's the frustration yeah, of yeah, all the yeah, years yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. that you you wanted to strangle somebody and it's built up built yeah, up and you just yeah. like getting stronger and, and stronger the, and it's the mental you know yeah. what I'm saying you know it's just like no you're yeah, definitely not, not, definitely no, not. I'm not I don't look at you that way right. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna whip like, your ass either not way not happening yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. not taking an L in this situation nah. at all yo yeah. but gentlemen man yo I really really do appreciate you yeah, guys stopping right. in man like I, I know it took a long time, but yeah, it was I'm definitely worth it. it. Yeah, yeah, it was I'm definitely worth it. it. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you guys are doing this, man. I wanted to make sure when you when you hit me, I wanted to make sure that I I came, I listened to the, to the show, and I really I appreciate what you guys are doing. I really like it. Like I was intrigued listening to it. You know what I mean? Thank so you. I definitely and fatherhood is something that's and, and mentorship in general for me is like a it's it's something very important. So I wanted to make sure that I. I came through. I appreciate um, that, man. So uh, you want to tell the people where they can find you, or are you into that? You know, uh, you, I mean, want, you want people looking for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't like that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, like hell you know, no. If not, if not, you know, I understand. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm around, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's it. I'm around, man. My Instagram is it's Sean C. There you go. There you oh, go. That's it. Yeah. All right. So we out of here, man. We out here. What you made to go cop that god and god? Oh yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Plug it. Plug it. Cop that god's work. You know. Instagram at God to Goddess. Uh, website is www.godtogoddess.com. 
We got some dope shit for the females, for the ladies, uh, and for, for my the guys. Males, that's what it's for. My guys, we got a lot of dope stuff coming. So check that out. We here. Yeah. Boom. And, and spell it though. Spell it so they get the. Oh spell yeah, it right. G O D. Uh, T O G O D D E S S. God to goddess. Yeah, God that God's goddess. work. God's work. God's work. All right. Hey, we out here to collect, man. Thirty-six chambers of fatherhood.